This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. everybody welcome to another drink of ages radio show i am john denman we're hanging out here at the drink of ages pub 1005 wall drive of dj muskratch sitting there on the ones and twos playing some badass music for you guys tonight hope everybody is drinking some good beer i know that uh right now i'm having a nice little pint of some conspiracy theory from southern star very nice ipa that you need to get out there and get some of that uh, Hanging out here at the pub, got a great show planned for everyone tonight, a lot of good guests on. This, uh, actually, let's get through the important part about sponsorship, because this show is sponsored by Rar and Sons Oktoberfest, and man, this Oktoberfest, I don't know if you guys have seen it out there, but you can find it on draft, you can find it in cans. It's a traditional Marzen-style Oktoberfest, dark amber in color, super smooth, medium body with a sweet malty finish, very true to the tradition, classy. Classic Oktoberfest lager, 7% ABV and very delicious. So get out there and find some Oktoberfest from Rar and Sons. An event coming up, coming up real quick that I want to talk about is Arts and Drafts, Saturday, September 17th at the Silo. Arts and Drafts offers <laughs> a unique 30-plus beer sampling experience featuring high-quality foods and spirits from industry's best local and national brands. Some of Houston's top DJs and bands will be on hand to perform, providing live entertainment to you while being treated to a variety of creative Texans in the fields of graffiti, modern sculptors, and glass. Art cars will also be on display. Arts and Drafts, HOU.com. I'm actually he's, doing he's the a, toast. He's a professional, ladies and gentlemen. I am a, a professional. professional. <laughs> it's it's if you call me a professional, then I'm doing injustice to the true professionals in the radio industry. Truly, but arts and drafts is going to be a badass event, and for some reason, I'm going to do in the celebrity toast to open the whole event for that one. Which you should. I mean, you're kind of a celebrity for both draft and art, as we're at Drink of Ages Pub here. There's a lot of art on the wall. And there are a lot of draft beers. So melt those together, John, and you know what? It that almost celebrity makes status sense. right there. It almost makes really good sense. I like it, though. I like it. I like the fact that, that uh, here at the pub we are featuring. Let me, let me just talk to who are my, my special co-hosts. I have a very special co-host on tonight's show. Hi, everyone. From Channel 2 KPRC here in Houston, Justin Stapleton's hanging out with us during the show. Howdy, howdy. Thanks for having me, John. I'm very excited tonight. Very just, excited to be here. It's always fun to see you out and about drinking beers because you... You drink really good beers. I do. I try. Uh, right now, I've got you. You were talking about what you have there. Uh, I have the, um, uh, let's see, the uh, Spindle Tap, who is uh, one of our guests tonight. It is. Yeah, yes. I have their uh, IPA. Very good. Their First hop time. Gusher. Yes. First time I've ever tried it, and I have to say, I'm a big fan. I like this. This is good. Spindle Tap Brewery guys are going to be on the show with us as well, and I agree. I think they're making fantastic beers. The Hop Gusher is definitely my favorite. Tool Pusher was. They have a double IPA called Tool okay. Pusher. And that one was my favorite until they came out with Hop Gusher. And this one is just such a you know, good, chewy, hobby yeah, I, IPA. Yeah, I was going to say it's a very drinkable IPA because, you know, it, it 
And, and, and here's the thing for, for those of you that don't know, I, I've been at uh, KPRC Channel 2 for about a year and a half now. Came from uh, Eugene, Oregon, so I was working out in the Northwest. They kind of have a few good breweries out there around One Eugene. One or two. Yeah. Or about 150. <laughs> this, you know, plus or minus 150. Whatever happens, right? So I got very uh, sort of used to really good IPA. The thing with the West Coast IPA in particular, John, the Northwest IPA, is that it has a very piney taste to it. A lot of dank smell, uh, very sticky, so to speak, like on your palate, if you want to call it that, and a real good piney taste. And so to me, I sort of changed my palate as to that's how an IPA should taste. And so when I got down to Houston here, I sort of sought that out to figure out where that is. And I found a couple of really good ones, but obviously spinal taps here, uh, or excuse me, spindle taps here uh, is great. It's really, really good. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with this so far. Yeah, and on, on top of that, we'll get into this discussion because they're one of the very maybe only air-conditioned breweries that you're going to find in Houston. Which is a benefit in about, what, five a, months out of the year here? Very much. Um, eight. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be Pretty hot much. for a while. But, no, five months out of the year, it's definitely brutal outside. So going, going to an air-conditioned brewery and having nice beers, it's, it's, a nice, it's, it's 15 minutes out of Houston. So we're going to have these guys on tonight. It's going to be a good show. Uh, but, man, Justin, let's, let's just kind of get into what you're doing now because, okay. like I said, you're from Eugene. Yep. Uh, actually wrote down some notes because you have a master's degree in clinical psychology and in geosciences. I do, yeah. So I have two master's degrees, actually. I have one in clinical psychology. I did, I did, uh, I did crisis intervention with the Baltimore Police Department for about 10 years, which meant that Basically, I got, yeah, yeah, which meant I got to pull people off of bridges and when they were suicidal and told them you're going to the hospital or you're going to jail. What's your choice? And so I kind of felt like I was the old knight in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know, when he goes, choose wisely. Choose wisely. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was like. And I was like, so here's how we're going to do this. You can either come my way or you can come the police officer's way. My way will probably be less violent, but it's your choice. Did you ever, after somebody jumped, just go, he chose poorly? There were a few times I did when people would spit in my face or they'd throw something in my yeah. head, and I would say, that's a very poor choice, my friend. And then at <laughs> which point, the police officer the would. would come in and do what police officers do when someone is being unruly. Yep. Uh, so I did that for about 10 years, and it was a great job. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. I still use a lot of my psychology skills every day. Uh, well, you have kids. I do. I have children. Yes. Yeah, I have two little girls. And also, I work in a newsroom. <laughs> so there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of egos in the newsroom, John, that um, it, it benefits you, let's just say, to actually have psychological skills. I could imagine. Uh, yeah, but it was one of those things where... As cliche as it sounds, when people ask me, they said, what would you always want to do? I always said, I'd love to do weather on TV. Like, I've always enjoyed science. I've always enjoyed weather. I'm fascinated by it. And I've always liked to teach. And I thought this would be a perfect melt of everything put together. So I went back to school at Mississippi State University. Go Bulldogs. And ended up getting a uh, master's in geosciences. Bounced around in Mississippi. Was up in Oregon, which is where I came from. And then... Uh, about a year and a half ago, got the job down here in Houston. So, but geoscience is that a typical meteorological 
degree? Not necessarily. It, it depends. That, that degree was based on the university because it was in the Department of Geosciences. So it's sort of like if you go to Penn State, for example, it's a degree in meteorology because it's Department of Meteorology. Other schools don't necessarily have the funding for that. So they'll put meteorology kids in another department just so it covers it, so to speak. So it's it's sort of the the overall blanket, but it, it pretty much means that I can go on TV and be wrong five days a week. <laughs> so there's well, that. If you've ever listened to any of my shows, I'm wrong at least once a week. So. Exactly. I always tell people, you know, being a weatherman is kind of like being in baseball. All you got to do is hit 300 and you can keep a job. So Very I, successful. I'm good like one out of three days and... I'm and then, then, then coming down to Houston, uh, here in the Gulf Coast, where uh, no matter where you go in the world, I'm sure you've heard, oh, just wait five minutes, the weather's going to change. Yeah. But here in Houston, we have so much crazy weather that weather from, from one mile to the other yeah. can grow some really nice thunderstorms. It really can. And perfect example, uh, I teach weather over at University of Houston downtown, downtown campus right off of Main Street there. And last week, I left campus... And I was looking at a very dark cloud over where I live, which is over in east, you know, east downtown. And so as I left campus, within two blocks, I went from no rain to I can't see in front of me in less than 30 seconds. Like that, if that doesn't sum up Houston weather, I don't know what does. I think I think uh, the best thing about Houston weather is the time you can spend on the couch when the big thunderstorm comes in. Because that is the absolute best. It's like the best sleeping weather ever. Sure, it certainly is. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to listen to some of our music guests tonight, Soul Creatures, during the break. And when we get back, we'll have Spindle Top Brewery hanging out with us. Let's do it. Justin Stapleton, John Dimon, we're hanging out. Drink of Ages, stay tuned. Straight out.
conspiratorial forces at Southern Star Brewing are alleged to have focused their energies on a well-defined objective, a delicious West Coast-style IPA. Conspiracy Theory is a new year-round 6.5% IPA brewed with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Galena Hops. Let the existence of Conspiracy Theory IPA be proven in your glass or pick up a 360 can. Get ready to bring in the badass weather also with the Spring Pills, a new seasonal from Southern Star. Stop by the new brewery with open tap room every Friday, Saturday, and now open on Sundays. SouthernStarBrewing.com In a sun-drenched field on the side of a quiet road just north of Houston, there is an old church, and inside this old church, something is brewing. That something is Back Pew Brewing Company, the Houston area's next legendary craft brewery. With two lines of beer, the Saints and the Sinners, Back Pew does things differently because it's the only way they know. With creative characters and bold twists, Back Pew devises flavors that are entirely unexpected but endlessly enjoyable. Visit BackPewBrewing.com for a list of watering holes where you can find your new favorite beer. Back Pew Brewing Company. Welcome back, everybody, to Drink of Ages. I am John Denman. Justin Stapleton is hanging out with us right now. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Guest co-host, KPC, KRP, KP. You know what? We'll just call it Channel 2 and Channel 2. Channel 2. John and I are we're working our way through a couple of good IPAs. Yeah. I swear it's not the beer talking. I swear it's not. But our guest right now from... Spindletown Brewery, which is just, I mean, honestly, like a good 10, 15-minute drive north of Houston. The only, if you were listening to the last segment, then the only air-conditioned place in Houston that brews their own beer. Which is advantageous about, what, five months out of the year here, so. Very much so. We have Almost Sean. I would say closer to 11. So 11? <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much the whole year at this point. It is, it is Houston. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's really, if, if it's... If there's a humidity controller would help a whole lot in, in a lot of places. So as a meteorologist, I'll say that, unfortunately, the problem is we live underneath the world's largest bathtub. <laughs> so that's kind of impossible. If we were to able to shut that off, we'd probably be like Denver yeah. without the mountains. However, we are not. So yeah. everybody's skin looks really good. But your hair looks like garbage. <laughs> well, luckily nature took hold of my hair, and I don't have to worry about that because my beard always looks good. But the top, it does. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Let's talk Spindletown Brewery. We have Sean, Leo, and Garrison hanging out with us. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey how's it going? Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, welcome to the pub. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. All right, so let's talk about what everybody does over there. Sean, you're one of the owners. One of the owners, uh, technically the brewmaster. Also, we have here uh, Garrison's, our head brewer. We also have uh, Leo, our head uh, sales rep. So these are the guys that are brewing the beers and selling the beers. So who we have on? So we can, you know, let's 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 get to the deep questions. I'm just but I mean, honestly, Sean, um, you guys opened up November of last year. It was when you guys opened up. So how, how has it been so far for the first, I don't know, what, I don't even know what month it is. Are we in October? No, we're still in September. Uh, we are. Yeah, it's probably uh, so how, it's how's the last 10 months now. 10 yeah. months been. Yeah. 
These first 10 months have been fantastic. Uh, uh, better to be uh, than expected, to be honest. Um, I really thought that um, it was going to take... I mean, there's still learning curves that, that are happening. Um, but ultimately, the, uh, the quality of the beer is staying consistent. And we're, uh, we're maintaining focus on that. And, uh, you know, I've, we have 100% uh, support from my, from my other partners. And um, so as far as that goes, you know, I'm really happy. And like, we have two, two beers that we've canned that have reached all the way to Midland, Texas, which oh, is crazy. Sam, man. That's pretty um, awesome. I mean, I can't imagine that, there, you know, there's a, a HEB, you know, it's like five hours away that has our beer already. So that's... It's a long Take the plane. Sean, what is it? So, so when you and the rest of your partners decided to get into this, like what, what was sort of your idea of what Spindle Tap was going to be? Um, I think initially it was going to be uh, a lot about making the best beer we can I, I i mean that sounds so cliche but um it's more about just like um you know we have this these ideas of some really good you know varieties and um but to not cheapen anything by just pushing beer out of the market that ultimately we want the if it's if it doesn't meet the flavor profile and the the quality that we're looking for that we're not going to serve it and i think we've held true to that I think you guys started off with a really nice portfolio. And, I mean, the, the only beer that you guys make that I don't drink that we sell tons of kegs of is Honey Hole. And, but that's just the one beer that's that I'm like, eh, it's not that good. But for some reason, everybody loves Honey Hole. I'm in there, both. <laughs> Go ahead, Garrison. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Garrison. Go ahead, guys. I, I mean, I, I'm the same way, man. I, I think that that's... Uh, I think it's good for what it is. I think, for one, a lot of people have a problem with the fact that, you know, saying it's not an ESB. We've it, Initially, when we brewed it, we wanted it to be a honey ESB. That's what we brewed it to be, you know, a play on an ESB. Uh, and I, I still maintain that that's what it is. You know, I don't care what anybody says. I don't think Sean does either. I mean, that's that's what we're brewing, a honey ESB. Take it for what it is. You know, it's, it's a 7% easy-drinking... Uh, you know, now, 7% yeah, is exactly. what I think turns most people on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Second like pint, they're like, on, this yeah. is delicious. I mean, it's, it, I mean, to be perfectly honest, ESPs uh, can be somewhat boring. and So um, by adding honey to it, by adding that clover honey to it, it definitely adds another depth, another layer. It boosts ABV, so you, you get all those different, you know, aspects of the beer, and it kind of takes it to a different level, and that's really, that's what we were looking for. You end up getting a lot more esters out of the beer than if we were, I mean, basically, we replace a lot of that base malt with, with pure clover honey, and as a result, you end up with a lot more, you know, a lot more of an esteric product, you know, that, something that, I mean, if you're just making your goal is to make a pure ESV, it's not going to be, you know, the the same biscuity quality. A lot of that bit, those biscuits note, biscuit notes are replaced with uh, esters from the yeast and the you know the non-fermentable products of the of the. But if if you were to take the honey out of the beer, it's 100% an ESV. It's everything about it's an ESV. There's you know it's all English ingredients. There's every there's not. Uh, an English malt that we're not using. There's and like all of its English malts. There's all English hops. Eng you know English yeast. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, I 
I think it'd be fun one day just to brew that ESB because I really want to taste it. So, so that's that's one thing I was actually joking around with uh, with Dave and and Sean and Brody the other day was was brewing that beer without the honey, just to say, hey, this is honey hole, just <laughs> without the does, honey, yeah. right? This is it. Yeah. Like, this is what all we're doing is taking taking this baseball out and replacing it with honey, and this and, is how much of a dramatic effect it can have. And see, I think that's that's a really interesting point. And we were talking about this before we got onto the radio show here, guys. Is that you all have said we've gotten to a point now where not only just are we brewing beer, but we're brewing beer that we like, that we want to taste. And I think that's sort of where local brewers or craft brewers, if you want to call it that, make that next step. It's, you know, what can we brew that is going to at least get us recognized? And then you get to the point of, you know what, we're going to brew what we want at this point because, A, we enjoy beer, and, B, we like what we brew, and hopefully everyone else will. So I, I guess along those lines, I mean, in, in basically Honey Hole, Boomtown, I mean, the, our initial core beers are really meant to be more of an easy-drinking crossover traditional beers right now we're really trying to basically you know stay true to what we want to drink you know i mean those obviously these are these are what we think are good examples of those styles now we're trying to be a little more creative with it now that we you know have those have those beers out there and more than anything trying to be a little more uh you know like i said creative with well, you guys came out with Hopper House Double IPA, which was my favorite beer that you guys brewed before you brewed Hop Gusher, which Hop Gusher is a phenomenal beer. Very tasty. Yeah. I, I am finishing one right now, actually. Is that, I, I had said when, when we just came on the air here, this is the first time I've ever had this, uh, and it's exceptional. It's really, really good. Thank I you. really like it. We definitely like the West Coast style. We wanted to keep the malt bill just super simple and let the uh, let all the hops just come out and shine. I'll get that. We, we have a bird here in Drink of Ages Pub. <laughs> it's a happy yeah, bird. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break. My pine is empty. Let's grab the Russian Imperial Stout, which you a guys are brewing oh, about to come out let's sample some of that talk about it and right now let's listen to a little soul creatures i'm john denman justin stapleton is hanging out and we're talking with spilling tap brewery drink hey, of ages me 
Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. Located 10622 Hirsch Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pale L, Hopper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or 
use multiple suppliers for your branded merchandise. Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cast Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at castbranding.com. Hey, this is Bruce Leslie, president of the Texas Mead Association, and I want to invite you out to the Texas Mead Fest. This is our fifth annual one, but this year it's being held at the Lake Conroe KOA in Montgomery, Texas, 19785 Highway 105 on September 24th from 11 to 7. It's $20 in advance or $25 at the event to get eight tasting tickets and a souvenir wine glass, and you get to taste meads from seven different meaderies throughout the state of Texas. We also have beekeepers, honey, beekeeping supplies, food trucks, vendors, and a bunch of really good live music. So come on out, have some fun, taste some good craft meads, and enjoy the day at the Texas Mead Fest. For more information, check out our website at texasmead.org. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Hi, Drink of Ages. We are back on. I'm John Dimman. I got my co-host, Justin Stapleton, hanging out with us right now. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? One thing I want to talk another thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh, coming up is the Untapped Festival, October 22nd to Discovery Green. This is the third year that it's happened. And if you guys have never been to any of the first two, or if you have been to the first two, you know how much fun it is. It's uh, Discovery Green is, first of all, just a badass place to hold a festival. I was thinking that's a great place to go drink beer. It's right? a... I, I can say honestly, downtown, why would you oh, not? Yeah. And we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, Spindle Tap's going to be there. Uh, it's happening October 22nd. Untap-festival.com. Check it out. Over 60 breweries, over 250 beers, plus some badass music. Six bands out there playing. So it's always may, been a good time. I may have to take the date. I may get... <laughs> Sick. Oh, gosh. That day. Oh, weekend, weekend meteorologist, man. You might not be able to make it. I think, I, you can't I think go wrong. I'm feeling verklempt when that day <laughs> comes. Frank needs to work a weekend. Yes. Uh, exactly. Get, get Frank out there on the weekend. I'll be like, Britta, I need your help. Just call call Zika. And that is. It's a little, I got a little Zika today. I got some <laughs> Zika need, on need my take the day arm. Off. I can't work. <laughs> Cannot report the weather. But it's nice outside. At Discovery Green. So, oh, October. Oh my gosh, October. Or as Frank likes to call it, uh, this is really cliche, but I have to admit it really works, doesn't? He always calls it like October. October. Like when you get to relax and yeah. and you're like, is it right? Yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah, you get to the point where you go, hey, that was Houston. it's it's not Houston anymore. It's like Denver for a month, and yeah. then yes. it changes. Well, I feel like we get a little bit of that all the way through December. Yeah, it doesn't really right. get cold, cold until yeah. like Jan, Feb. February, yeah. 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 And then you get to March and you're like, oh, hi, Gulf of Mexico. How are you? Nice to meet <laughs> Welcome you. Back. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. Yes. It's been three months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to see you again. Yeah, it's fantastic. Spilltown Brewery is hanging out with us right now. Uh, man, we had some Hob Gusher and we have Honey Hole on tap here. We already discussed a little Honey Hole. But the beer right now that we have in front of us... We have something special here. We have something special. It's honestly just a really big-ass Russian Imperial Stout. And it is It smells very amazing, tasty. by the way. Yeah. Like, it smells amazing. I think as the segment goes on, it's going to smell even better. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure it will. Because, I mean, we've been told that as you let it kind of warm up, 
it changes the complexity of it just a bit. Certainly so, will. Sean Garrison, talk to us about, tell us about what it is and sort of like, A, where did you guys come up with the idea to do this? And, you know, how do you like what you made with this? Right, absolutely. So going into this beer, we definitely wanted to stay a little bit more true to a Russian Imperial style. Like there's a lot of uh, American style Russian Imperial styles that, you know, they go with American hops and they go with um, a little bit more American malts and this kind of stuff. And we wanted to stay more a little bit more true to the style. Like some of that old character gets, you know, so our base malts with Maris Otter, we bitter with EKG. We we uh, we, we wanted to go, you know, as, as stay kind of, you know, as true to that as we could. And and so uh, you get a lot of that character going on in there. Um, a lot of like kind of a dark fruit, you know, uh, a little bit of raspberry, it's, that kind of stuff. A lot. It basically, I mean, yeah, like like he said, I mean, we we use EKG for the hops. Uh, I mean, keeping it simple there. Uh, Maris, Otter, Maris Otter is our uh, base malt, and then just uh, more, an English train uh, for for the, the initial fermentation. We uh, ended up actually having to finish it with a higher gravity yeast. Uh, ended up finishing a little a little lower than what we wanted it to terminally. What um, is the ABV on this? It, it's uh, it's pushing pushing eleven percent, pushing twelve, yeah, it's pushing like 11, twelve, 7, yeah, 11.7, I think is where we. Good sessionable, RIS. Yeah, it's real yeah. sessionable. Yeah, that's that was Which the goal. Which is interesting because, yeah, cause, yeah, so, two or three in a setting is all good. Because I can tell you, I, ju I just had the first two sips, and I can taste. Obviously, you can taste some of the malt in there, but I feel like there's a really good, almost. It's almost like got a fruity backbone. Uh, excuse me, backbone to it, that just kind of like balances and sort of like washes everything out at that point to give it. A little bit of that's a, a you're, that's the thing, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get and a lot of dark fruit. Oh, it's gorgeous. Some, I yeah, mean, it's as gorgeous. with any, in my opinion, any good Russian Imperial Stout, any good Riz, you're gonna get those those dark chocolate, that coffee, that those dried fruit. But that's just know. it, though. A lot of a lot of big Imperial Stouts are a chocolate bomb right. when you but drink they don't it. Have it just, to be. Yeah, you don't have and to. And that's that's what honestly this, this one. Yeah, we didn't want to go too too high on the chocolate. We wanted to balance that with some roasted barley. We wanted to keep it, you know, up. And I can balance. taste the roasted part in that. Is that yeah. you, can, you can taste it at the very end as well. There's like a nice little nutty taste. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, man. We, so we've been aging this beer for going on a year now, and it's, I mean, what, it's been a pleasure. It's definitely been fun to, to, to taste this beer and, and watch it age. It's like, it's like watching your kid grow up. You know, um, you know, it, as it as it ages, it gets better and better with age, and and that's been uh, a lot of fun to kind of see that process and 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 see this beer because it has been the first time we've made this beer. We didn't even this is never a home brew recipe anything like that. Uh, we sat down for a long time and really mulled over how we wanted to approach this recipe, and because uh, we weren't gonna do any test batches or anything like that. This is we're just gonna go straight at it. And um, and so I feel like uh, ultimately we, we we got right what we wanted. Um, we we did come up short a little bit on the on the on the uh, ABV side when we first we started with um, 
the dry English ale yeast. But uh, I think and, that's uh, basically because we underestimated the amount of oxygen that we needed to add. Yeah, so <laughs> it's know. like we're new brewers. For, for the home, that, for the home brewers out there, there's nothing wrong thing. with that. For me, yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, man. There's, you know, yeah. so, so, so given given that aspect, you know, uh, I th think our approach to that was really good. That we we actually got some uh, high gravity yeast. We we took some uh, Boomtown Wort, and we uh, we propped that up with uh, the high gravity yeast and. And when it got to high crazen, we we pitched that right in to this uh, to this beer. Once it reached uh, when it reached terminal with the we ended up dropping, I think another eight points at that point. You know, yeah. we, we dropped it significantly. You know, it stopped about eight points short of our des uh, desired terminal and but not dry at all. Yeah, well, that was well, the dude. thing. I was like, yeah, we wanted I wanted to be as you know dry it out because I knew that um, as the beer aged, it was going to sweeten up, and so. Um, but not make it too super sweet and dry, almost like right. like we a barley really wine. Try type. to try to try to eliminate some of that yeah. kind of that syrupiness that you can get from a um, from a beer that doesn't dry out enough. All right, but but a more important question. So I'm Spindle Tap Brewing is how long have they been aging? How long have you guys been aging this in a barrel? Aging this in a barrel? Have you put any of this in a barrel? This, yet? Nah, man. We did we. At the, we brewed this early on and didn't. Uh, we kegged it and just we aged, did all the aging in kegs. Uh, so we, we do have some barrels that we just got from Yellow Rose, and we're uh, actually doing our breakfast out in those now. Oh, the breakfast out. Yeah, I think this beer right here, uh, with a little bit of a whiskey touch and oak to it, as delicious as it is. Yeah, I but agree. man, you put that in a barrel. Yeah. We Next time we brew it, man. Stainless. Next time we brew it. <laughs> yeah. We aged all this in stainless. Uh, initially, we didn't want to have because um, sometimes I feel like if they don't, if the uh, Russian Imperial Stouts, if they don't get dry enough, that they get a little too sweet uh, from the barrel. Um, so in th initially, this is designed just to, especially being our first run on it, uh, just to 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 be to just be, to be aged in stainless. So it just went after we after the beer was done, we put it in kegs and just put it on the top shelf. So Sean, what's what's sort of the next 12, 24 month plan for Spindle Tap at this point? What do you, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, well, man, that's going to be probably growing. I mean, we're about to start um, canning two more varieties. We started initially with our two best sellers. Uh, which were Boomtown, our Blonde, and Honey Hole, our ESB. We, um, and so those are, we've been just keeping up with those, and, and demand just keeps growing there. And so now we're going to be adding on uh, our Two Pusher, our Pale Ale, and we're going to be adding also our Hop Gusher IPA, which you had earlier. And so really looking forward to that. And, and uh, ultimately, once those start hitting the market, you know, we're, I think it's going to be, it's, I'm, I'm hoping that we still have time to keep coming up with badass varieties like we're doing now. Man, well, you guys, you guys started off making great beer, and every beer that you guys have pushed out of the brewery, other than the one, in which I don't fault you guys for, because everybody else loves that beer, but the rest of the beers, man, I mean, I, I think you guys are making phenomenal beers. You have a great brewery. Uh, you guys have a very good presence going on in the Houston area, and I like what you guys are doing. Thanks, I really man. appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're gonna keep trying to crank out some uh, amazing stuff. Like we have that Belgian wit with, with agave with tamarind, and uh, that's tasting amazing. You know, there's this. We're gonna keep cranking stuff out there, and we're gonna let the, let the market tell us what they think. 
Hi guys. Hops are delicious. <laughs> so, spindletabbrewing.com. Get all the information. You guys have events over there all the time. Look them up on Facebook. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out at the pub. Thank you. That's been so much fun. Thank you Thanks for having for us. bringing this uh, Russian Imperial Stout. It's uh, outstanding. It's outstanding. Very good, and I'm sorry for our soul creatures who's coming on after us and <laughs> coming on shortly in the next segment. Justin, take a break. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Three pages. Be right back. Back on, I'm John Denman. Justin Stapleton's hanging howdy, out with howdy, us tonight, guest co host. Uh, another thing that's coming up that I want to tell everybody about is the Houston Italian Fest happening October 13th through 16th on the grounds of St. Thomas University. Tons of activities, wine, and I will be there hosting an Italian beer tasting on Saturday, October 15th. We're going to pour five different Italian beers. Sample, talk about them, all that good fun stuff. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of wine. Gonna walk around, and eat a lot of Italian food. When I hear Italian. I Sounds think of, delicious. I think of wines. So you think of wines, Italian but beers. Italian beers. Italian beers have been pretty fantastic. Italians are making a lot of really good sours. Okay. okay. Some very fantastic sour huh. beers. So we're gonna have those out there. You can come join me, HoustonItalianFestival.com. Look up Drink of Ages, whatever date that Saturday is, and come by, hang out. Fantastic. Drink some beers with us. But I know that was very professional <laughs> with my group of professional friends, the badass band Soul Creatures. 
hanging out at the Thanks Drink of Ages pub right now. Thanks very much for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us here. Justin, y'all the best. Much appreciated. Yep. All this excellent music that you've been hearing between the breaks are from these people sitting with us right now. So, welcome to the studio, welcome to the pub, and let's talk about you guys for a little bit because you play, you play a slightly different type of music. None that really fit into a genre. I mean, you want, you're a little funk, you're a little soul, you're a little rock and roll. What exactly, like, like, how did you guys get together and be like, you know what, you're going to play a sax, you're going to do this, but now we need some other stuff going on. How'd that work out? Well, um, it's all a part of what our name is, the soul creatures. Um, it's a different microcosm of sound, and that's really what we are, and that's what we become. So all, our sound is always developing. We call ourselves neo-funk because we're always open to developing and making futuristic sounds in our music, and that's what it's all about, and that's what funk has turned to now that we're in 2016. Um, and the birth of it was way far back in the 70s, 60s, you know, with our godfathers of James Brown. We got Rick James. We've got um, all of those greats. And that's what we've become. We, we're, we are what funk is becoming. Exactly. Of course, Sir George but, Clinton. But how does, when, when, he, when you say Rick James, how does no one go, Rick James? How come that doesn't happen? Yeah, I mean, it should. Shout new age, it's like natural. No, that's a yes. good point. I mean, because they're distracted by the creature sound, you know. The, the creature sound is something that is really putting us in the now, but making us think of the of back then, and I think that's what it's all about. We're absolutely rooted in funk music, but, I mean, just like every band in the Houston scene, you pull from different genres, different influences. Just like Houston itself, it's a melting pot of ideas and of culture, so... Our sound is going to grab from, from, like you said, rock, a little bit of soul, definitely some, you know, just good old-fashioned Southern gospel. I mean, we, we so here, here's a good question. Where, where did you guys all come together? Because for those of you that are not watching, obviously because this is radio at this point, we're looking at a wide variety of folks uh, that obviously have a, <laughs> a very different background. And, you know, I... I, I to me, that makes sort of the band in and of itself is that you all have what looks to be such different backgrounds, and so you bring everything to the table here. Like, Absolutely. Wait, how did this all get started, and how did you get going? Who wants to tell that story? Sergio? I, I can kick it off uh, with some assistance from you guys, of course. Sergio, I guess, is the cornerstone of everything. Sergio, the bassist. Uh, Hello. Super funky dude. Um, Super influenced by Flea and, and, and the likes. But, you know, um, he went to Houston Community College, where I went as well. We both studied audio engineering. And um, from there, he met a couple other members that used to be a part of the band, uh, founding members that, you know, really propelled this thing into what it is today. Um, yeah, we planted the seed back in 2012 with a totally different concept. We weren't we're even thinking about funk. We were thinking about like psychedelic rock or anything. Like suddenly, we, funk just came like as an accident, you know. But uh, but it was it was a beautiful thing. You know, like, how it happened, you know, like, we didn't even push it. It just happened. Yeah. I think I think that's that's what's so interesting with music is it's 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 such a spontaneous thing. If it's gonna be something that sounds and feels and can be related to in like a wholesome manner where it's not like 
You know, jazz, on the other hand, you know, it, sometimes it takes a critical listening, um, which a critical listening ear, which can be acquired over time. Sometimes music can be very widely accepted, such as pop music, such as funk music, sometimes rock. Um, and, and that's kind of what developed out of our style, which was super cool. And that's what Sergio was just saying. You know, it was, it was a style that was unexpected. It wasn't what was being aimed for at the time, but um, that was the result. And that's what was super cool. Um, and that's why I feel like people at our shows relate very easily because it's, it's not something that... Takes, it, yeah, it's, it, it has a spont spontaneous combustion aspect to it, where it's like it grooves. We keep it live at shows, and and, and people people can dance, and we jam. I was gonna say, let's be real. That's pretty much what all good funk shows should be. Is you better get up and you better you better get a sweat going if you're there. <laughs> you had to, we free, you had to free your soul. Yes. Yeah. It's a big giant orgy of music, and Soul Creatures <laughs> popped out as a baby. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Whose baby is this?" We're like, "We don't know." Let's be but honest. Let's just all Soul be mom and dad. Made the yes. baby. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the Creature Nation always needs citizens, and you know, uh, let me just explain to you right now if you want to know about that citizenship go to our website soulcreaturesband.com and it's going to be there for you and you're going to understand what being a part of the creature nation is and definitely we need members in our council so we're open <laughs> to that yeah. one of the things you can do is sign up to join uh, the mailing list and receive the creature feature newsletter coming out once a month to uh, learn all yes, the latest sir. news and information fun stuff that we're up to yep don't want to miss it well, you guys had your first release. The second one's hopefully on the way. Yeah. It is on the way. It's going to be coming out in a few weeks, so be ready. Yeah. All right, looking forward to that. So follow you guys on Facebook. So when you guys are playing next. Well, our next show is uh, at Darwin's Pub for part of the Damn Good Friday series. It's November 11th. We're playing with uh, Dem Roots, a really awesome reggae band out of Galveston. We'll be playing uh, there on a Friday. Yeah. For free. Perfect. Up. It's something certain about like free shows that just like they gather like a like a nice crowd that isn't you know well you know I paid a lot to go to this show and I like this certain song that this band plays but you know it's I'm gonna go to this free show and I hope to enjoy the the atmosphere there and that really accumulates at Damn Good Fridays which always happens at right down the street on on yeah, Wall Dar Drive. Darwin's is a great spot. I like yeah. that bar. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Some, pretty much, pretty much. Well right. said, well said. Soul Creatures, thank you guys for coming and hanging out. Everybody look them up online, jam their music. You've heard it throughout the show. And uh, go check them out right down the street over at Darwin's. Can we do a few more things in there? John, yes. thank you very much. Um, Okay, so as far as like our website, you can find us soulcreaturesband.com. And then please, please be on the lookout for our series coming out every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Oh, it's called... 10 questions with a creature. You'll get to know us a little bit more and get more information on who we are and what we live for and what we love. So please be on the lookout for that and catch it. It's going to be really good and it'll change your life. Yeah, you guys started that last week. I meant to say that earlier, but yeah, very nice. Very good. Good, good to know the people behind what exactly you're doing, which is a good reason to come out to Drink of Ages Pub during these shows. Yeah. We are absolutely, absolutely here drinking right and here. talking freely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Soul Creatures, uh, appreciate you guys coming and hanging out. Enjoy your music about the show. We're going to listen to some more of it. Yeah.
Can I propose a chin chin? You can definitely chin propose chin. a chin chin. That's what I'm saying, a chin chin. Well, a chin chin for todos. Gracias. Gracias. Take a quick break. I love it. Listen, Let's do it. Some more DJ Muskrat, and we get back. We're we'll wrapping the show. Hey, Drink of Ages, we're back on. This is the last segment of the show. I want to thank, real quick, my, my co-host this week, Justin Stapleton. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. I, I would love to be back anytime you want me. Man, had a great time tonight. Had a good time, too, man. We, we sat back. We, we sampled some really good beers. We did. That, that, that uh, Russian stout from uh, Spindle Tap was. Oh, man. Woo! That's really good. Wow. Delicious beer. Uh, by sampling, I think they were 16-ounce fours. But yes. Yes. That's, if you want to make sure you have a good sample, you want to make sure you have enough yeah. of the beer that you can yeah, actually you gotta, taste it. Like you got to know more than just like oh, I get one, two sips of that. No, I got I got to have a beer. No, you have to I wash away the previous beer in order to know what the next beer is. Exactly. Very important. Man, Justin, once again, appreciate you coming and hanging on the show. Anytime, John. Anytime. It was a lot of fun. Check out Justin. You can follow him on Facebook, KPRC, Justin Stapleton, or on Twitter, at JustinKPRC. Yep. The guy wears some fantastic socks. I do my best. All right, let's take a quick break. Actually, no, let's call it done. Yeah, we're done. We're done. We're out of here. Let's go Everybody, drink some beer. Let's drink some beer. Everybody be safe out there. Talk to you all next week. All right, you dismissed. I'll take it from here.